Hello, and welcome to Beniah, Mighty Man of God, by P. H. Thompson, an audiobook. This is Chapter 6. Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother, and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. Genesis 2.24 Beniah introduced their traveling companions to his parents, forgetting that Abiathar already knew his father. After they told the horrific story to his parents, Beniah gave them the good news. I returned only to take my bride, and then we will find David and fight with him. Dinah squealed. It took a moment for Beniah to realize she was more excited for the prospect of her son's imminent wedding than the thought of losing them soon after. That realization would hit soon enough. A wedding? Beginning today? Beniah nodded. Yes, mother, today. Girls, Shua, come quickly, she shouted as she left the men. She gave Benaiah a quick kiss on the cheek before she ran off to begin the food preparations. Shua, Rizpah, and Yael left soon after with Dinah to purchase food at the marketplace. Jehoiada was more subdued, obviously overwhelmed by the grim news of the massacre. Father, will you also leave this place, as Abiathar is doing? It could have happened here just as easily. I know, son. He closed his eyes in a brief prayer. When he opened them, he looked at the men resolutely. No, we will stay. Our times are in his hands. Our place is here. Benaiah wondered if his father thought he was being cowardly or faithless by choosing to leave. He hoped not, because he felt as sure of his own decision as his father did his. If the political situation gets more unstable and you have any concern at all, come with us to David. You'll find acceptance and safety. Jehoiada nodded his agreement, then attempted a smile. Today is a day of joy. My son is taking a wife. He stood and started to the door. We have much wine to buy, son, and wedding garments for you. We can't let the women enjoy all the preparations. Benaiah stood. I'll join you at the marketplace shortly. First, I need to go to speak with Mariah's father about our change in plans. Jehoiada slowly shook his head. I don't envy you that task, my son. Benaiah felt it was only fair to speak with Mariah's father, to let him know they would not remain in Kabziel once they were wed, but would leave immediately after their marriage week to follow after David, away from Saul. Benaiah knew Mariah would have already heard the news that he'd returned to Kabziel and was certain she was preparing for their wedding day. Hearing of his meeting with her father would only confirm it in her mind. Benaiah smiled. Good. Let her anticipate this night as much as me. Terhana met Benaiah in the marketplace. They walked as they talked, since Benaiah told him the wedding festivities would begin that day and there was still much to prepare. Please give Zibia my apologies for the suddenness of my return. Terhana brushed away the comment. Think nothing of it. She's been anticipating this day for months. If she could have found a way to preserve the food all this time, she would have begun cooking and baking the day of your betrothal to our daughter, he said with a laugh. I feel so blessed to be marrying your daughter, sir. Terhana his, tilted his head to Benaiah in surprise. Why so formal? You are our son. Call me Abba. Yes, sir. I mean, Abba. It felt strange, since Benaiah hadn't even referred to his own father with the sentimental term since he was a child. So, what did you want to speak with me about, since it's obvious you're not having second thoughts about the wedding itself? Nothing like that, sir, uh, Abba. Benaiah corrected. It was hard to change from thinking and acting as a soldier to a civilian. But 
I needed to, you to know about a change in our plans for after our marriage. What kind of change? Terhana asked warily. Benaiah relayed the awful story of the massacre of the priests of Nob and his desire to follow after David and bring his wife along. Terhana listened intently, shocked at the story, and yet obviously not pleased with the idea of losing contact with his daughter so soon. Life alongside a fugitive soldier is not what I expected for my daughter, Terhana said as he rubbed a hand over his thick beard. I know, Abba, Benaiah said, but she's my responsibility, and I promise I will keep her safe. That is, she will be my responsibility, unless you refuse to give her to me as my wife. Benaiah waited, wondering why he even suggested such a thing. He did not want to leave Kabzeel without Mariah, his wife. Terhana studied Benaiah a few moments. Benaiah straightened beneath his scrutiny, hoping to demonstrate a confidence he did not feel. No. Benaiah sucked in a breath. No, I won't refuse you, but I will speak with Mariah about this and let her decide for herself if she's ready for such a life. Benaiah exhaled. It was all he could ask. He was sure Mariah loved him and would follow his lead, wouldn't she? I won't speak with Zibia until after Mariah has made the decision. I know she'd try to convince her to stay close to home. She'd tell her it's safer here. If that was true, I'd convince her of it myself. But after what happened in Nob, I don't trust she'd be safe anywhere but by my side. Well, son, you are the hero of Kabzeel. When that giant spear was carried into town, we were very proud to say you were to be our son. That visible reminder of God's blessing on your chosen profession only added credence to the other fantastic stories we heard of your exploits. Terhana stopped by a market stall to purchase two sacks of almonds. He handed one to Benaiah. Thank you, Benaiah said as he accepted the snack. No, son, I have no doubt you can protect my daughter. We'll leave the final decision with her, but I know you're a fine man. Even if our only asset was that you were the son of Jehoiada, it would be have been enough. The son of a priest is a man of character. Benaiah couldn't hear any more praise. Terhana obviously hadn't heard the circumstances of Amizabad's death or he would not be praising Benaiah's stellar character. It seemed that no matter how noble his deeds since then, Benaiah couldn't dislodge the guilt of that day from his conscience. I am proud to be his son, Benaiah said. He has taught me much about being a man. That much Benaiah could say truthfully. He had learned to be a protector. Never again would someone under his care suffer at the hands of others. I promise I will protect Mariah, Abba. The men embraced. I believe you will, son. Terhana stepped back, but kept his hand on Benaiah's shoulder as he looked up at him. He smiled and added, Now, let's make some purchases. We have a wedding celebration to prepare for. Mariah's mother, Zibia, finished adjusting the veil covering her daughter's head, then secured the ring of coins across her forehead. Zibia turned Mariah slightly to face her. Tears shimmered in her eyes. You're beautiful, my dear one. This is such a happy day. Mariah realized then that her Abba hadn't yet informed his wife about the change in plans. She wouldn't be happy to hear she would be losing a daughter so soon after gaining a son. But for now, Mariah decided her Abba was right in letting her enjoy this day. She'd been dreaming of it for years. And to think that you're marrying such a fine man, a hero and the son of the prominent man, prominent priest in Kabzeel. Yes, Ima, Benaiah is a wonderful man and I know he has deep feelings for me, as I do for him. 
I am so happy this day is finally here. Mariah could hardly believe it herself. In the year since their betrothal, Benaiah had truly become the hero of Kabzeel. His valiant exploits against the Egyptian giant, the lion in a pit on a snowy day, and against two entire aerials of Moabite soldiers, made her so proud to be his wife. Was anyone in all of Israel as brave as her husband to be? Perhaps David ben Jesse, the king's son-in-law, who killed the giant, Goliath of Gath, when all the soldiers in the army of Israel cowered in fear. Surely he was brave as a youth against a seasoned soldier. But the Lord was with Benaiah ben Jehoiada as well, and he was her hero. Her admiration had grown quickly to love during their betrothal year as she began to know him better. Her Ema's expression grew solemn, and she motioned for her, the servants to leave the room. What is it? Mariah asked. Her Ema pulled her to sit beside her on a stone bench. She took her daughter's hand and held it between both of her own. Mariah could see that her Ema seemed disturbed by whatever it was she needed to say. She couldn't imagine what it could be, since she had just praised Mariah's husband-to-be. My dear daughter, she began, not raising her eyes from her daughter's hands, I haven't yet spoken with you about a woman's responsibilities to her husband. Of course you have, Ima. You've taught me all I need to know to manage a home. Zibia pressed her lips together and shook her head. No, Mariah, I'm referring to your marriage week and what will happen when you two are alone in the marriage tent. Mariah pulled her hand away. This was awkward. Do not trouble yourself about that, Ima, Mariah said, standing up. I have an understanding of what happens. We'll be fine. How do you know? Her mother's eyes widened in alarm. My friends have married sisters. They tell them, and my friends tell me. She adjusted the headpiece and crown of coins, although they didn't need adjusting. Besides, I'm sure Benaiah has been told what he must do. She was sure her betrothed would be gentle with her, but she didn't need to share that with her Ima. Well, if you're sure, Zibia said with obvious relief in her voice. I'm sure, Ima, but thank you for thinking of talking to me. That evening, as the oil lamps were burning, Mariah could hear the shouts of joy and merriment outside her home. Through the latticed window, she could see the light of the torchbearers approach. The musicians played, and Benaiah's family and friends sang familiar songs of love. Mariah and her family and friends waited, twittering with excitement as the wedding processional approached, and the sound of joyful singing grew louder. Mariah smiled nervously, awaiting the voice of her bridegroom. Then she heard it, and her heartbeat pounded heavily in her chest. This was it. Mariah, my sweet, I have come to take you as my bride and make you my wife. Do not delay in coming to my side while I declare my love to you in the midst of this great company. Benaiah's voice carried through the window. Her younger brother held open the door as her family and friends filed through it. Although she couldn't see, she knew her father would approach her new husband and embrace him. Mariah took a deep breath and stepped through the door. There stood her bridegroom, so tall and handsome, his beard freshly trimmed, his dark almond-brown eyes fixed only on her. He stretched out his hand toward her, and she placed her own hand in his. He gave it a squeeze and smiled at her. Then he lifted her up into the carriage that would bring them to his parents' home, where the ceremony and feasting would begin. They'd be crowned king and queen at the festivities, and the singing, feasting, and entertainment would last a week. But tonight, at some point, Benaiah would whisk her away to the wedding tent to consummate the marriage. 
Once he emerged from the tent to declare that they were truly man and wife, the celebrations would be elevated to greater levels of joy and merrymaking. They would have a week together, only one week to become familiar with her new husband and the mysteries of the marriage bed, before they would begin a life among the nomads following David. What of privacy then? What of comfort and making a home with her husband, enjoying all the wedding gifts they'd received? She had so little time to pack today, what with preparing herself for her wedding celebration, washing, perfuming, dressing, and decking herself in jewels, that she couldn't really imagine even a week into her future when her life would change. Although she didn't hesitate when her father told her of the change in plans, as she didn't want to lose Benaya, she did have misgivings about such a life. How would she manage when the, that world would be so different from what she had known? For now, she wanted to just enjoy her day, look into the eyes of her beloved husband, and anticipate the night when he would love her with more than words. Keep listening for Chapter 7.